0: Welcome to the Best in America, the BIA podcast, where Hugh G and Phil, two big Buckeye fans, coming off this this past week with a victory. Uh, Phil, what's going on?
1: Not much, man. Definitely um, excited to have gotten the win a little more stressed than I intended to be. The first half was, I thought was going to be a cakewalk. I was, I was excited, I remember, to watch some of the other games that were happening at noon last week. <laughs> did not get to watch those games because the Buckeyes ensured that we had to be glued um, to Columbus, um, but excited to be back here, back um, recording a, a podcast, the Best in America, as you said, podcast, in honor of our secondary and their nickname. And um, secondary did have some, some some good plays that that kind of allowed us to Take some sighs of relief at some points during that game.
0: So, yes, that game being a victory <laughs> against the Maryland Terrapins, a 37 to 17 victory against the Terps. Uh, we went into that game saying that Maryland should have been a ranked team. They definitely came in with a chip on their shoulder. We came off a bye week uh looked a little sluggish but we got the job done and we move on to purdue but before we move on to purdue we're going to talk about our takeaways from uh the week six game that was maryland versus ohio state yeah man you know
1: i I think that's actually a good point so maryland we thought before was uh a better team and they were getting credit for we thought they were a ranked team but I think the thing, the thing that's disappointing about it is not because Maryland is bad. It's because we expect to be a top four team, you know, and as a top four team, when you play a team that should be ranked 25, you should still win that game comfortably. Right? So it's not that those, that that team who's ranked 25 is bad, but when you're at that top echelon, the upper echelon, the additional tier, the 1% of the 1%, then it's supposed to be, even for a team that is good, you still handle them comfortably. And so I think that actually um, kind of is enlightening for me to say why that was so disappointing and not a reflection of the fact that we think Maryland um, is bad, but what was bad was our rushing attack in that game. Um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I think we were averaging around, uh, you know, 2.8 yards per carry, something like that. And You know, sometimes when you see the the, um, averages, it's like it doesn't show up like that every play. It's just that's what it averages out to. It felt like every single play we ran the ball, it was going for 2.8 yards. like it would be first down. It's like, all right, second and eight. (laughs) It's almost a guarantee, second and eight after we run the ball. And so that was just really disappointing. Um, You know, one of us on here predicted that the running backs would be the best unit. Uh, It wasn't me. Um, But they were um, (laughs) – It was disappointing, and obviously the O line is part of that. And I think most of the blame right now is kind of falling on the offensive line, uh, just seeing them miss blocks and miss assignments. But it, you know, it ended with a, a rushing attack that was just really poor against a team that didn't have, you know, a great rushing defense coming in. Their numbers now are actually <laughs> much inflated. Now they're a top twenty-six uh, rushing defense on their yards per game because they only gave up sixty-two to Ohio State. So. That was, um, that was poor. We expect better um, from both the running backs and the offensive line. And I hope that we can – we have to see improvement in that moving forward.
0: That's kind of a, um, an unacceptable result. I did predict that the running backs would be the best unit. And, unfortunately, we had the worst running game since – in a win since the early 2000s. Yeah. And so – Man, um, that seems like – I mean, that was two decades ago. <laughs> two decades you know. ago, and we got to get it on track. My biggest takeaway <clears throat> was that the game was too close for comfort. As you said, we are an elite team. We need to act like an elite team, and unfortunately, we didn't act like that in the first half. It was a subpar first half. We woke up in the second half. Um but I wanted to specifically point out, basically, on the Maryland side, Talia had two passes in the end zone that if those are completed, I'm not saying that Maryland would have won. I'm just saying that it would have been a much closer game and we would have had to um, strategize differently as the game went on. I mean, strategize meaning score more points earlier. <laughs> um so the first pass was basically to Caden Prather uh, late in the first quarter. It was like one of the last plays in the first quarter. Basically, um, uh basically was guarding Prather, and the ball sort of is underthrown, and Prather comes back, and he it was an uncontested catch uh, if he would have caught it. But the ball hit the ground. And Gus Johnson on the play-by-play on Fox – Basically said that it was a touchdown, but referee came in, uh, said that it was incomplete. We saw the replay. It was incomplete pass. Second pass was to their tight end, Preston Howard. Open in the back of the end zone. This was on a second and goal in the second quarter. Open in the back of the end zone. Uh, Lathan Ransom was the closest defender to Howard, and Talia basically led him a little bit too far so, and overthrew him. So those two passes, those two passes get caught. Those were two touchdowns. On by the way, on that second drive, Maryland ended up scoring three points since they were in a, a goal situation, goal to go situation. And so, yeah, man, I would just say my main positive takeaway is the fact that we beat a team that should have been ranked in the top twenty-five by twenty. So, that's my take. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean those those plays were definitely plays that I was. Happy, um, didn't go Maryland's way. Uh, but um, to be a non-hater of our secondary, we did have two, inter- our safeties had two interceptions, right? And so we can't, you know, hate on Ransom for almost giving up touchdown to know he also had an interception. So um, Proctor read, um, we, you know, sat back, sat back on a, I think it was a third down and Proctor just reads that pass perfectly, jumps it gets gets the pick six you know we need we needed those plays our defense um yeah they could have given up uh, a touchdown maybe but they also gave us a touchdown and that's not something that we get that often and we absolutely needed that scoring from that defense in the first half so uh definitely don't want to count on that but it is nice to have um, a defense that at least is a threat to score and even more importantly a threat to get a takeaway which I feel like the last few games we've been saying, like, we need to take away right now. We need to take away right now. When our offense is, is not running smooth, then you kind of need to get the ball back to get another shot. And um, that was nice to see this week.
0: Gotcha. And I just want to make sure I defend myself. I'm not hating on our secondary. We do the BIA podcast. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 I'm, hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I'm not hating on our secondary. It's, I think the point I'm making is, is that when we end up going against a team who can pass it, more at a more efficient rate than maryland that who will connect on those touchdown conversions uh it's it's um it's going to be interesting i mean it's going to make the game more interesting it's going to be a little tighter and we're going to have to make sure that we find a way to minimize those opportunities for them for the opposing team so that's all i'm saying um speaking of other teams Mm -hmm. The two and four Purdue Boilermakers are on the slate for week seven. And we are going to West Lafayette for a noon game. And it will be broadcasted on Peacock. So um, if you don't have a Peacock subscription, uh, find somebody's login or do whatever you need to do. (laughs) to get that uh, (laughs) or go to a bar or something like that and watch the game, go to a sports bar, watch the game, enjoy that.
1: Drink Um, responsibly.
0: Yes, exactly. And, you know, our biggest challenge going into this game against the Boilermakers, uh, man, is for me, just basically our offense having a consistent, steady rhythm, a consistent, steady rhythm against Maryland, In that first half against Maryland, we had a lot of three and outs, a lot more three and outs than I would have liked to see. Uh, We need more conversions, first down conversions throughout the game, not just more in the first half than the second half. We need just more steady conversions, steady play calling. That's going to give Kyle McCord some confidence, wide open guys, scheme some guys open. And when all else fails, throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> throw it mm-hmm. to Marvin Harrison Jr. We need to steamroll Purdue. Why do we need to steamroll Purdue? We need to steamroll Purdue because we have Penn State coming up next. Our offense needs some confidence going into that game. So my biggest challenge is for the offense to stay consistent against an inferior defense in Purdue. I watched uh when I say film, I watched the extended highlights of the Purdue versus Iowa game this past week, even Iowa, yes, the mighty offense of Iowa, <laughs> in quotes, uh, had explosive plays against Purdue's defense. So that means that we should be able to do the same thing uh, cause, because Iowa's offense is not that great. So those are that's my biggest challenge is for us to have a consistent, steady offense throughout the game. Um, yeah,
1: definitely would love to see that, uh, especially getting that rhythm early, which is something that, um, we definitely have not been able to see from the Buckeyes this year. Uh, for me, um, I think what I'm hoping to see actually, and I know I made fun of you for, for, um, spotlighting our running backs and then last game they were doo-doo, but I'm going to go ahead and go back to that well. Um, and that's. Partially because I expect to see Trevion Henderson back. Why do I expect that? I don't know. Because history would say that <laughs> that whatever you, whoever you think is going to be starting in the backfield for Ohio State, week to week, is probably not going to be starting. You know, that, that last year we definitely had that every other week, uh, Mayan and, and Trey were out. But uh, I'm assuming that he's going to be back, given the way they described the injury, given that it was a last-minute decision to sit him. That should mean that he was very close to playing if we are to believe the coaches and the way they handled these things. So anyway, Purdue's uh, defense is not good. Their run defense is, um, you know, not in the top 75 in the country. And so that is, that is the kind of defense you play that when you're trying to get confidence back in this running game, then you have to kind of take advantage of that. Again, there've been times this year where we had to get, I think the, West Kentucky game, we are trying to get confidence in our passing game. We're trying to get confidence in our quarterback. I think right now, the the unit that needs the most confidence is our offensive line. And I see Trevion Henderson, you mentioned uh, Purdue giving up some explosive plays and I saw some explosive run plays um, to Iowa. And Trevion can definitely do that, right? Trevion can absolutely make an explosive play. Uh, And even if he does have those 2.8 yard uh, carries a few times, He's usually good for one, you know, 35-yard carry as well. And so I expect to see him really shine in this game and that being something that can give confidence to that offensive line and say, hey, we had a great rushing attack. You know, we ran for 100-and-something yards and get people off their back a little bit. You know, I'm sure that everybody is is hating on them, and, and rightfully so, because they've been bad. And you imagine that has to take a, a toll on them a bit. And so this is the kind of game that you can get that confidence back and say, look, hey, we're, we're better. And whether or not it's true or not, we won't know until we play Penn State, but it'll still feel good for them. It'll feel good for me as a fan to watch and see uh, us be able to run the ball more than
0: three yards. Absolutely. So given the challenges that we are looking to overcome and uh-huh. who we predicted to be the best unit and wanting our offensive line to have some confidence going into that Penn State game. Phil, what is your score prediction for for the Buckeyes versus the Boilermakers?
1: Yeah. So, listen, we are a 20-and-a-half point favorite, according to – I guess we're at 19-and-a-half, I think, actually, as of today. We're recording on a Tuesday. Um, I've got the Ohio State Buckeyes winning 42-10. to 10. I think our defense is going to be able to put up. You look at Purdue, you know, usually, like, okay, what is this team good at? Like, they're really not good at anything. I'm not saying they're terrible across the board, but there's not like one thing that's like, oh, you know, they're not a great team, but they do this really well. They don't. And so I think our defense can can, um, make the stops. And I think our offense, again, is going to be incentivized to try to get some confidence and try to score. You know, this is the kind of game where second quarter, You know, two minutes left, you could just be conservative, but I think Ohio State is going to want to be trying to score in that kind of situation to get points on the board for themselves and, you know, to be honest, for national um, perspective on them, you know, being not not going into halftime with a a close score like they have the last few games. So 42-10, to Buckeyes on top of the Boilermakers feeling good, headed back to Columbus.
0: Aiden O'Connell is not walking through that door. Uh, they had a good quarterback for a few years. Um, and that was the one thing that they did do right these past few years. Um, and my score prediction, <clears throat> similar to yours. I'm giving us some more points, though. 52 to 9. We better steamroll Purdue. We better boil the Boilermakers. We need to get off that bus and give Purdue a 50-burger. I don't even know what the best burger place in West Lafayette. They need to know that when the Buckeyes come, they need to put a 50% discount on these burgers, on that burger, because we play Penn State, don't want to look ahead, don't want to disrespect Purdue, but Ohio State needs to start playing like Ohio State, and every every unit needs to basically bring it, especially that offensive line. We get the running game going, the passing game will get going. And we should be able to put up fifty points against Purdue, um, against a, a, while they are in the, a down year right now. So that's my score prediction: fifty-two to nine. And I think I am going to make sure that uh, if we if we score fifty something points, I am definitely having me a burger for dinner on Saturday, and I'll post it to the to the IG page. <laughs>
1: okay. So yeah, well, you know, I, I, I would love to see that. I it's hard to picture us scoring fifty at this point. But um, yeah, that would be that would be great. Um that's the kind of thing we like you said, we would need to feel really good going into that uh Penn State game.
0: And so with that, um we're going to transition over to pick six. Let's just jump right in, Phil. Okay. Well you gotta I hit the theme music a little bit too
1: for the, uh, pick six. So as that plays in, in the background, um, yeah, pick six, uh, are again, our weekly competition where we draft the best bets of the week in college football. Uh, we have three picks, uh, three types of picks that we choose. We have a lock where we have to pick the winner and that winner has to cover their spread. Um, that game, if we get it right, we get a point. If we get it wrong, we lose a point. We have our toss-up, which is a game that we choose where the point spread needs to be three and a half points or less, so a game that should be close and we're choosing who we think comes out on top. That game, if we get it right, we get a point. If we lose it, we don't lose any points. And then our last uh, option, we have an upset, and the upset is where we're choosing an underdog, and the underdog has to be an underdog by at least seven points and that underdog has to win outright. And if we get that when we win two points, if we get it wrong, no penalty for that one either. So as a competition, we've been playing so far. This is the, I guess we've gone through six weeks. Uh, And Hugie, do you want to give us an update on the
0: score? Sure, Phil. Sure. Uh, (laughs) The score is now eight to eight. Mm. I want to go want to go back to week 6 though going into week 6 the score was 7 to 6 HUGgie on uh the winning side of that um my picks were TCU as my lock over Iowa State that did not hit minus 1 uh Texas A&M was my toss up over Alabama I got Jimbo Jimbo fished <laughs> my upset Boomer Sooner it did hit in the Red River rivalry over Texas. Thank you to uh, the offensive play calling in that last drive. And so I got two points for that, which basically from my seven-point total going into week six gave me eight going into week seven. So, Phil, you want to go over your picks? Yeah, so you failed to mention that in that pick
1: of Texas a and you actually fought me on it because I had Alabama as my lock one and a half and this is the second week in a row we've actually had a had a fight with our picks um and both times the best man won so yeah one that that
0: that happy at that point not second week there. in a row just there. not second week in a row just the second time this season that's all yeah just want me want to be accurate for the audience that's all Okay, there was a weekend
1: between where he, he 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 smart he got some sense into him. He said, "You know what? I'm not going to challenge him no more." Then this week he was like, "You know what? I I, I can't beat Phil." But we see what happens. Um, so the other picks I had, um, I chose Iowa uh, in that toss up against Purdue, um, and Iowa was able to win that one. And then I upset. I had Cal, uh, and that was a late night game against Oregon State. Cal actually did really well. I mean, I'm happy with that pick. They scored 30 points in that game, so I didn't end up winning, but certainly I feel like I chose a team that did have some fight in it. So, yeah, I'm happy to – I'm excited to get into this week. As the uh, winner of the previous week, I'll be choosing first. And uh, this week, I'm not going to lie, there are a lot of games that have close spreads. Have you noticed that, Huge? I have. Yes, I have. Yes. So there's a lot to choose from for those toss-ups, um, but there are not as many to choose from for the upsets. Those are games with seven seven points or more, and there's not a lot that look uh, very appealing. So I'm going to choose one that I don't love, but that I feel like I have to pick. Ah, I'm like getting sick to my stomach choosing this team. Ugh. Give me – give me Pitt upsetting Louisville. Here's the thing. I don't think Pitt is good, but Pitt is at home. Pitt has a, usually has a history of being able to beat top teams in the ACC, even when they're not a great team that year. This year they're a bad team. Louisville is an undefeated team. But Louisville is also kind of coming off the best win in – I don't know if would you say like probably a couple of years, Louisville's best win uh, against our name at home. I'm going to say ever. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that they have, it's just setting up for our letdown game. Right. And so um, Pitt is a, this is a great time. This is the kind of game that kind of letdown game that Pitt ends up winning historically this year. doesn't look like they have it in them, but I'm going for it.
0: Okay, cool. I understand it. Uh, My pick for an upset, so just so that the audience understands, since Phil won last week, he gets to go first this week, any category he chooses, I have to choose that category. So I have to basically choose an upset. Um, And my upset is going to be give me Arizona over Washington State. Arizona almost upset USC. The Quarterback was really looked really impressive in that game. And so um Washington State is coming off of a loss against UCLA. I have no idea if Arizona's going to pull this off, but I'm going to take them based on the <clears throat> other picks for as an for an upset. Yeah, that's not bad.
1: Uh, <clears throat> I, like,
0: I like I like that pick. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to shoot this straight. Choosing a lot. Mm. You did this earlier this year. I'm doing it now. Give me Ohio State over Purdue. Wow. 19 and a half. Wow. Wow. I got my, nice. as as my wife likes to say, I've got my recruitment shirt on. So. Wow. I'm feeling feeling wow. confident. Feeling confident.
1: You know, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even think about the fact that we could pick Ohio state. I forgot that I did that earlier this year, but yeah, I did. I did, as, as he knows, I did bet with my own money, Ohio state to cover 20 and a half. And now it's at 19 and a half. So I'm assuming I'm, you're getting at 19 and a half. Eugene?
0: I'm getting it at 19 and a half.
1: Yeah, whatever. Uh, good pick, man. Um, <laughs> i didn't even think about picking them but um that's what i get for having integrity so my lock i'm gonna choose maryland maryland is playing illinois maryland we just said we think should have been a ranked team i think right now they're still you know in the top 30 um, in terms of rankings they're playing illinois illinois is some booty this year uh and i think maryland can take advantage of it there's a 14 point spread um And Maryland can put up points. If Maryland Maryland wins this game, I see them being able to win by two touchdowns. So give me Maryland minus 14.
0: Lock it up. Okay, you got it. Now, I know that you got to go next in this Mm toss-up. But if I could uh, invite you to maybe one of the bigger games, maybe a 330 game Eastern. On ABC, uh, well, I, it,
1: sounds, <laughs> it sounds like if I'm going first and you go after me, that you have opportunities to choose whichever game I don't choose. So if you if you like that 3:30 game, then it sounds like you'll have an opportunity to uh to choose that game. That is a great great game. Um, he's referring to the Oregon versus Washington game, game of the week, two top ten teams battling for the top of the Pac-12. Um I'm on record as saying I think Oregon is gonna win this this conference, which means they should win this game. But I am not choosing this game and I'll leave that to okay. Hugh G to pick. I am going to now I feel bad for the game that I <laughs> the game that I'm choosing. Um okay. Okay, I'll flip the script. He's putting a little pressure on me to pick a big game. So I'm gonna go to another ranked ranked matchup. And that's uh, down in South Bend, Indiana.
0: Uh, of course, you and weren't. I was trying to get course, you away from it.
1: Of course, yeah, I was. I was actually going to pick Kansas uh, over Oklahoma State, but no one's going to watch that game, so that's fair. Uh, give me USC oh in the toss up <laughs> over Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame's a two and a half point favorite. Notre Dame could definitely win this game if they if they win this game. Uh, It'll be on the under, so I might take the under uh, as well as taking separately USC because one of those is going to hit. But, yeah, if USC wins this game, they're probably going – it just means that Notre Dame couldn't score with them. I I can't really picture Notre Dame scoring 34 points, and I can't picture USC scoring less than 34 points. So, for that reason, um, USC is very flawed defensively. I just can't see Notre Dame putting up points, give me – The Trojans. Trojan man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, fight on. Um, Okay, well, you didn't take the bait. I was hoping you were going to go ahead and take Oregon um, as I was going to take Washington. And so I will follow through with that on the big game. Basically the biggest game this week. Um, on the slate of games taking on the Huskies over Oregon this is one of the bigger rivalries probably one of the more underrated uh rivalries but these this past year and this year it's been a big one because both teams have been basically within the top 10 within the top 15 uh nationally and so two future Big Ten teams Going at it. This will be a Big Ten matchup moving forward after the season, and so uh, want to even though they're not really our neighbors because we're here in the mid, we're here in the Midwest uh, and they're all the way on the West Coast. I'm t- going to go ahead and go with that game, and I'm going to take the Huskies. So there we have it.
1: Yeah. If I'll, I'll say for folks, if you if you like college football and you like watching old games, go back and watch that game from, from last year. Really exciting exciting game. Uh, if it can be even close to that. Uh, last year it was 37-34 was the final. If it can be close to as exciting as that game was, then it's definitely going to be an amazing matchup.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that ABC is hoping the same thing. <laughs> so with <laughs> that, uh, the review of my picks... Taken Ohio State to cover the 19 and a half spread over Purdue. My toss up pick is Washington over Oregon. And as my upset, I'm going with the Wildcats of Arizona to upset. Dang, who are they going to upset? I forgot. (laughs) Washington State.
1: Yeah, I can tell he's very confident in that pick. So for me, I'm going to go with my lock. Maryland, minus 14 over Illinois. Uh, My toss-up, give me USC beating Notre Dame, the very tired Irish uh, at this point in the season. And I'm, I'm also not confident in my upset. Give me Pitt against Louisville. Um,
0: seven and a half point dogs at home. And that is pick six. That's the week seven edition of pick six. We will be back next week with another episode, um, basically <laughs> recapping Purdue and getting ready for Penn state. And then having our week eight edition of pick six, Phil, could you tell the audience where they can find us on uh within the social media universe absolutely absolutely old oh man we got uh
1: on tiktok we're at, at bia.pod on instagram we're at bia.pod and on youtube we're at at bia underscore pod find us there uh if you're listening to us on apple or spotify we definitely appreciate you leaving a review and if you're following us on social media, we'd definitely love for you to comment. Let us know what you agree with and where
0: you think we're wrong. Absolutely. And so with that, enjoy the game this weekend, Buckeyes. As always, OHIO.